For a brief moment, Michael Penix was the hottest thing Indiana football has had, maybe ever. Obviously, it all came crashing down because of injuries. But what if the injury bug never bit him? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, July 15th. This is Locked On Hoosiers. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Uh, we are your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I had to look over at my calendar. If you guys missed it last week, I'm actually on vacation right now. Uh, these were pre-recorded. That's why my my outfits have been the same all week. For those of you subscribed to our YouTube, but Jared and I on Wednesday had a really fun discussion, a what if discussion based around IU basketball and Calvin Sampson that highly encourage you guys to go listen to, but I wanted to wrap up the week with a football one and look, there is not a lot of highs when it comes to IU football, but I think what happened between the 2020 season, the high of it, and the 2021 season is about perfectly set up for a what if. And as I said with um, with Jared on Wednesday, I don't want something as simple as what if this one specific play doesn't happen or does happen. And maybe we'll explore what if IU doesn't beat Penn State to start the 2020 season, which felt like the um, launching pad moment to their great season. There are a number of like individual plays that could change that might change a game, but may not have lasting implications. What I want to look at today is what if the injury bug does not strike Michael Penix. Now there are, it happened literally every season of his career in Bloomington. So you have to pinpoint exactly which one. And I want to look at specifically the 2020 season. Uh, for those that don't remember, he comes out of the gate. I, I was going to say flying hot. He wasn't great in that Penn State game until it really, really mattered, and then he was incredible. Uh, but after that, he's flying out of the gate. Leads IU to wins over Michigan. Michigan State has the phenomenal game against Ohio State. Throws for almost 500 yards and five touchdowns uh, in a loss to the Buckeyes. At that point, Indiana has put itself in a conversation nationally that it probably hasn't been in for football really ever in kind of the modern era of media. Uh, they were obviously really good at times um, earlier in their in the program's history, but the media landscape wasn't the same. So I use kind of in this conversation that they're not really used to being in. People know Michael Penix's name um, for being a successful quarterback and not because of how it's spelled, we'll say. Uh, so I use in this national conversation, and as we know, what happened is Michael Penix gets hurt fairly early on against Maryland. IU goes on to win that game in Bloomington. Uh, they grind out a win against Wisconsin the following week. Uh, COVID outbreak happens. They don't play again until January 2nd when they 
fall on their face against Ole Miss. And it was a disappointing end of that season that was kind of an ominous tone for the next season. Everything's off the rails in 2021. And I use right back to square one of no longer being a program on the rise. They're right back down to where they were just a few years ago. And I don't want to chalk everything up to Michael Penix's injury, and we'll talk about that. But I do think it's a pretty big, um, I'll keep saying this on these on these what ifs, it's a sliding door moment of what if Michael Penix never gets hurt against Maryland? And more specifically, what if he puts the injuries behind him and he's able to stay healthy for an extended stretch for the first time in his career? What does that look like? Because, I mean, if you just look at the 2020 season, I don't know that it changes things too drastically. Uh, They still beat Maryland. They probably go into Wisconsin and win a little more handily than the 14-6 win they had. Uh, I think they win both of those games still. And IU has the same type of awesome moment they had. Maybe they're more in the national conversation. Because I do think there is kind of a almost an asterisk placed on a program like IU when they suffered an injury like they did. If Michael Penix is leading the way for this IU team and they beat Maryland and they beat Wisconsin by more than one score uh, in Madison, maybe they elevate themselves a little bit more into bowl game uh, contention. I don't want to argue that. I certainly argued that quite a bit at the time. Let's just, for for argument's sake, say the Purdue game doesn't happen because of the COVID outbreak. Ohio State still replaces them in the uh, Big Ten championship game because that's what the Big Ten wanted. Again, I'm not going to rehash that argument. Ultimately, they still end up playing Ole Miss in the Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. With a healthy Michael Penix there instead of an injured Jack Tuttle, Indiana caps off 2020, the magical season that was, with a bowl game victory for the first time in decades and decades and decades. And it's the seminal moment for the program. There is no, there is no yeah, but when you look back at the 2020 season, you won every game on your schedule. You went toe to toe with Ohio state and Columbus. You could argue, you're going to argue till, you're blue in the face that you got screwed out of the Big Ten title game and you went to the Outback Bowl and you beat Ole Miss and you proved that you belonged in a New Year's Six Bowl and it's an offseason of reminiscing about what a great season it was and talking about how excited the Hoosiers are for next season because they're bringing everyone back. And it's just this this awesome moment where IU finishes as a, a top 10 ranked team with a bowl game victory and just thinking about what that would have meant for the program that if that 2020 season finishes off strong and you just have this, it feels like everything with Indiana is just kind of these segments that you, you have to look back on and you have to kind of accept some of the lows with the highs. And while I look back on 2020 very fondly, I'm still frustrated by that Outback Bowl loss. There is no, But when it comes to looking back at this one, this is your seminal season. And it's it that alone is just really exciting to think about that. uh, You're able to beat these number of ranked opponents, break all these years long 
losing streaks, win the bowl game, get over the hurdle. And then you head into 2021 with a, I think a pretty different outlook. And we'll talk about what the 2021 season looks like here in just a moment. BetOnline.net, though, is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sport events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. So when you look at this 2021 season, it's hard to kind of talk about how differently it might have gone. I think one of the things that sticks out to me and one of the things that I'm not sure how much a healthy Michael Penix fixes is the, the the comments that Tom Allen made more or less alluding to the fact that the guys kind of bought into their own hype a little bit and maybe didn't prepare for the season the same way that they would have if they weren't a ranked team heading into the season. So as much as I want to say a healthy Michael Penix comes in and leads IU to this flying start to the season, I could pretty easily see a scenario where they still lose to Iowa in week one. I don't think it would have been anywhere as embarrassing or bad as it ended up being. You're not getting a pick six on the first play of the game. Uh, And even if you are, you're not losing 34 to six. But you are losing. You're going to Iowa and you're getting, you're taking home a loss. And I think one of the other biggest things for Indiana is they were knocked back on their heels in that Iowa game and then were never really able to get their footing back, partially because of the schedule, partially because of Michael Penix. He was. He was such a, I, I don't know what the, the, the phrase I want to use here is though, but we just kept waiting for him to turn the corner physically and it just wasn't there anymore. And we all probably made too big of an assumption that injury, he, he was going to recover quickly from his injury and that never really materialized. So I think back to that. Idaho game, for example, the second game of the season where you kind of think in your head, all right, this is where he can get into a rhythm. He can really um, start to get a a grasp on things. And the way that game played out with, with defensive, um, with the plays the defense made with special teams, touchdowns with short fields, it just didn't play out in a way where he could get a rhythm. Now, In this scenario, they lose to Iowa, but Michael Penix is healthy, and you don't need him to get into that rhythm. So they beat Idaho, and it doesn't really matter how they do it. He's still fully healthy, fully fully engaged. Uh, And that Iowa game serves as a bit of a wake-up call 
and IU can treat it as such that they kind of bought into their own hype and they aren't as good as they thought and they need to go back to the drawing board. And so they beat Idaho and you head into a Cincinnati game a little more level-headed. And here's the deal. I know I'm speaking to the choir. That Cincinnati game, IU was in complete control of that game through the first half. And up until uh, the ejection for targeting by Micah McFadden, which, again, I'm speaking to the choir, nonsense call. Uh, But up until that moment... IU was in complete control of that game. They led 14-0, and they should have led by more. But a fumble and an interception by Penix uh, really let Cincinnati stay in the game, and they took advantage of that in the closing moments of the second quarter and in the second half and outscored IU 38-14 to the remainder of the game. Just simply saying the first half plays out exactly the same for the first 28 minutes, IU is up a minimum of three scores, if not four scores in that game. Um, Penix was directly responsible for one of those interceptions. If you're making the assumption that he's healthy, you would kind of make the assumption that he's not throwing uh, an interception in the red zone early on in that game and that he's finding his target. You're not making the assumption that Uh, He's throwing three interceptions overall in that game on 40 attempts. And you're making the assumption that this offense is, is flowing at a level it never flowed at even um, against an Idaho or Western Kentucky. uh, The offense was never really clicking with Penix back there slinging balls and in a rhythm that happens. So IU is up 28 to nothing. And maybe they're not as aggressive defensively late in the second quarter. And Micah McFadden isn't blitzing and he doesn't get the targeting call. And I know I'm going a, a what if inside a what if, but what I want to, the case I want to make is that IU beat Cincinnati, which is a team that made the college football playoff. I use up 28 to nothing at halftime. And they, they come out in the second half, they control the game, they see out the win. And now Indiana is 2-1 and one with a win over a top-10 Cincinnati team. And boom, just like that, you've erased uh, the loss to Iowa in terms of kind of how you're seen in the national landscape. And you're right back in that conversation. And then suddenly you're kind of cooking with gas moving forward because you have the confidence, um, you have an offense that's clicking, you go to Bowling Green, and you thump Western Kentucky, even though they were an up-tempo offense uh, with a healthy Michael Penix, he, he's going to win that battle. If you want to try to uh, play, or play in a shootout, they're go- IU's going to outlast you with Michael Penix. So maybe it's higher than a 33-31 score. Maybe it's 45-34 to or something along those lines. But IU's going to win that shootout. So now you're 3-1 and one, heading into conference play. The problem is that's still a remarkably daunting schedule. How differently does a conference season for IU play out? And what is the end result if Michael Penix is healthy for the 2021 season? Both those are things we're going to look at here in a couple minutes, though. 
as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond in the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple uh, hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the people, the right people to hire, I should say. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on your candidates uh, with just the right skills and experiences so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So a three and one Indiana team is heading into the heart of Big Ten conference play. And how differently does that play out? Well, they first go to a Penn State uh, game that is absolutely going to be on um, all the kind of, it, it was already on ABC, so it's hard to say it'd be more high profile than that, but it's going to get all the attention playing at Penn State, at University Park, potentially a whiteout. IU lost that game 24 to nothing. It's hard to just simply say, well, they're better off with 24 points uh, for 24 points against Penn State than they were um, without a healthy Penix. And that game was actually the game Penix went down. They scored once in each uh, quarter did Penn State. I thought IU's defense hung in there pretty well in that game, all things considered. And... I don't think it's a crazy argument to make that Indiana hangs with Penn State in this one. And I know this is a Penn State team that um, this was kind of their last high-profile win. So maybe you make the argument that IU kind of just starts this one week earlier for them. And they come in and with an offense that's able to stay on the field so that the defense just isn't getting exhausted by Penn State. Uh, maybe there's an argument for IU coming in and stealing this game. Maybe it's a 21-17 to 17 result. I think that it would have been really interesting to see it play out. Is Michael Penix worth 24 points? And it's not simply is he going to score those points. It's the moments he's on the field where IU isn't just quickly going in a three and out and not doing anything to help the field position battle. And um, they're just handing the ball back right to Penn State. Are there enough of those moments added in with the scoring that he's going to provide? He's going to be worth a, a touchdown, maybe two per game. Is that going to add up to 24 points? either for IU or taking away from Penn State, I think there's a pretty good argument it would. So I think IU could beat Penn State in that one. And again, 
throw itself back in you're ranked at that point if you have a win over number or a top 10 cincinnati a top five um penn state at that point you're right back in the rankings and then you return you come home to number 10 michigan state they're absolutely winning that game that one i have no doubt in my mind that game they should have won without michael Penix. with michael Penix, he's worth five points six points uh he is worth that so they come in they lock up kenneth walker like they did michael Penix is able to lead the offense to more than 15 points more than 20 points to win the game and iu is now sitting at four and one five and one one two three four five and one uh math is hard uh and absolutely flying high the problem is, I think the next week they still lose to Ohio State. College game day is absolutely coming to that game, though. I don't know where they went that week. Uh, they're not going anywhere else. That would be a ranked IU team with three wins over top 10 to 15 opponents, depending on how the – assuming that the the rankings are the same for Cincinnati, Penn State, and Michigan State. That's three ranked wins for IU – uh, against an Ohio State team that was the best in the Big Ten at the time. And so College Game Day is absolutely coming to Bloomington. There's so much hype around this game. I think uh, Ohio State was the best team in the Big Ten last season. This one turns into a shootout, just like the year prior. Ohio State won this game 54-7. to We're looking at something kind of close to that when it comes to just the scoring. And... Uh, maybe it's a, a 48, 45 win or something like that, but I think Ohio state edges this one. Um, God, it would have been a lot of fun to win, uh, against Ohio state, even in this, what if scenario. Um, but it's hard for me to make the argument against just how insanely good that offense was for Ohio state. And as good as I think I use defense was, they weren't on the level of Ohio State. So I it, it would end up in a shootout, and it, you're requiring Michael Penix to throw for 500 yards again. And that's a tough ask. Uh, it gets a little more clear after that. Uh, you beat Maryland, who IU only lost by 3-2 without um, Penix. Uh, you, again, probably lose to Michigan. Um I'll just err on the side of caution and say you lose to Michigan uh, who went to the college football playoff. Um, I know things would have played out a little bit differently, but it's not as simple, I guess, also as saying is Michael Penix worth 22 more points? Cause obviously the teams would have played differently. There's a different atmosphere around the game because this isn't uh, the IU team that was limping around in the season. This was an IU team that, uh, and this what-if scenario is flying high, so they're getting everybody's full attention. Um, so they lose to Michigan, but then they end the year beating Rutgers, Minnesota, and Purdue um, all pretty handily. You win the old Oak and Bucket. Uh, you finish with just three losses. You lose that first game to Iowa. You lose to Ohio State. You lose to Michigan. Um, but you have wins over Cincinnati, Penn State, Michigan State. I don't know where that sends IU in terms of bowl games, but I can tell you that the big 10 would owe them one. And I think that, um, 
you're looking at I think that IU would have made it pretty clear. I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. IU would have made it pretty clear that the Big Ten owed them one when it came to um, when it came to bowl positioning and where where teams were going to go in bowl games. So uh, where does a IU team that only lost three games and all of them were to ranked opponents where do they fall and where does what bowl game do they end up at? Um, I'm not entirely certain, uh, things obviously play out differently and, um, it's hard to predict where, what bowl game Indiana goes to, but, um, I, there's a pretty good, basically I'm trying to allude to, there's a pretty good chance they end up maybe in a new year's six bowl. Um, Wisconsin went there last season, uh, and, or excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong season. No wonder that didn't make sense. Uh, but there's a pretty good chance that they end up in a New Year's Six Bowl uh, because the Big Ten owed them one. Like, really, the Big Ten really owed them one. Um, is it the Citrus Bowl where Iowa went to as a 10-4 and four team? Does IU sneak ahead of them in that one? Uh, they don't go back to the Outback Bowl. I doubt they go to the Gator Bowl. Maybe they do sneak into the Citrus Bowl, um, and or maybe it's the Peach Bowl, uh, where Michigan State was eleven and two. Uh, excuse me. So I you would, I think I would have been at ten and three. Whatever, a three loss team um, goes to that one. So I don't know, but it, it's a lot more fun to think about what's the effects of this if IU follows up that twenty twenty season with a three loss season in. Um, 2021 well IU I was gonna say I use back I use at a level they've never been at before that's absolutely clear um Michael Penix probably leaves after that season to go get drafted uh that's pretty clear he goes down as one of the best quarterbacks right up there with Antoine Randall L uh for IU football that's pretty clear um and we think a lot differently about IU football for the first time maybe ever now Replacing him and replacing that output would be really hard, and we'd be looking at a lot different 2022 season, I think. I wouldn't have been surprised if Jack Tuttle probably left at some point during that to try to go be a starter somewhere else as Penix is uh, hanging on to the the starter job. So maybe things are a little bit different, but maybe I use Elevated to a level now that they um, – might be able to sustain a little bit better. It's interesting to think about, but it's a lot more fun of a scenario that played out where IU wins um, a bowl game and then finishes with just three losses the next season. Those are the best back-to-back seasons IU would have had since, heavens, I don't know, the 60s uh, when they went to the Rose Bowl. Um, And now you're talking about some of the greatest stretches in IU football history. So, this is a lot more fun of a scenario to think about than what played out, but let me know what you guys think. If Michael Penix stays healthy, does that change much about the 2021 season to you? It, was that team too fatally flawed for a good quarterback to really change anything? Let me know in the comments or leave a review to uh, let me know what you guys think. But thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you on Monday to catch up on all the latest news, uh, as I said, that I missed while on vacation. 
Now, know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast real quickly if you haven't already as well. Helps us out a ton. Uh, Leave a quick rating and review if you haven't. As I said, let me know what you guys think uh, happens to IU football in 2021 with a healthy Michael Penix. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific, terrific Friday and a great weekend in LEO.